0: Welcome back to L.A. our house. This is episode 243. I'm here with Mr. David Arona. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? And I'm your host, Louis Barone. Yes, we're back. New year, 2022. Yeah. We hope that you had a great holiday and a, and a, a, a good we're, we're, new year. We're,
1: we're not there yet, Louis. We're, we're, we're not there yet. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's, uh, it's still we're 2021. Not... This, this, this year has not ended. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! You're telling me that we're recording during the holidays? Yes. Have we ever done that yeah. before? Uh,
1: yes, yes, we have. Uh, we, we, I think we've done a full on Christmas show with jingle bells and everything. Uh, I believe Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> Bobby uh, sang, um, you know, Santa Baby or whatever.
0: Oh man, we've been in this pandemic for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yes, we are recording uh week before Christmas, which is a little odd. But man, off-season there's just a show. Yeah, yeah off season show. Very rare for us. But man, this is just a lot to talk about. And let's just be honest. We, we miss doing this. So <laughs> we had to uh, put some stuff together. And here we are, possibly, possibly one more show before uh, the end of the year. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, uh, I, I think we'll, we'll probably squeeze maybe one or two uh and
1: lewis you say that we missed doing this uh apparently you and i did but uh bobby did not
0: so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah bobby uh, unfortunately is not here with us today uh he uh had other projects going yeah, on he so... had to
1: work and make money whatever that means
0: <laughs> i mean so did i
1: <laughs> i mean so did i
0: there it is so and I, it's all good it's all good bobby will be back with us um Hopefully, well uh, before the the year ends, and if not, we'll you'll hear from him on balls and beers. So, there it is. So, yeah, a lot of lot of Galaxy stuff dropping in the off season. Uh, we're not even a month. No, oh, no, we are a month into the off season, at least for the Galaxy. Uh, MLS yeah. barely ended yesterday, uh, <laughs> or not two say, days ago. I was gonna say uh, MLS Cup <laughs> was this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but the Galaxy has been uh, a little over a, a month. Yeah, and it seems like a really long time. it's funny because the the game was going on, and I kind of half forgot that the game was like, oh yeah, the game was supposed to be on Saturday. And I watched like, like the end of it. I think like the end of extra time, and I watched the penalty kicks. Um, and oh, you, um, you saw all the good stuff. <laughs> I saw the good stuff. Yeah, um, and uh, and I just said to myself like, wow, like this season is. Still going! <laughs> yeah. like, holy crap! Yeah. Like our season ended like over a month ago, but man, the season is
1: still going. That's, and so, had it only yeah. been a month at that point, I, I thought it would be. It'd been a little over a month at that. It's point. a. It's a little over a month. Like, I think what was the last? last our last
0: game, October something, right? Uh, November 4th, I believe. Oh, shit, okay. Oh, okay. The- course, the- something like that. It was like, yeah, we pushed back. We had to push back a little bit, but I think it was November 4th. I could be wrong, but I know it was like the first week of November. I know it was, I just don't remember the exact date, but, um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, actually, oh, there it is. November 7th. November 7th was our last game. So yeah, oh. just a little over a month. Um, but man, it seems like a really long time. And now officially the, the, the offseason has started um yeah we
1: got we got those. moves we got uh we got a new we got a new champion in nycfc uh so congratulations to uh friends of the show the cooligans and uh mr tom sweezy from mls aces um
0: uh, yeah
1: champions mls champions i remember my first one
0: i remember my first one as well unfortunately have to really squint to remember my last one (laughs) because that's been a while uh but hey man it's uh it's a process it's a process trust it trust it um so yeah so geez it got really cold in here all of a sudden i I don't know get a really chilling
1: Chilling feeling up my spine god damn
0: hey well it is winter so you know that might have something to do with it uh but um this is different this is this was a little different, right? <laughs> little different uh, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> I might have had something to do with that. You know, put a little extra, you know, oof in that needle I just stuck in you. Um, so let's get into it because there's a lot of obviously roster changes uh, that are going on. Some news just happening just yesterday uh, during the uh, transfer window, the half day window that was yep. open for MLS, uh, and already like some. You know, pretty uh, big, but expected departures on the team, and uh, so let's go ahead and start getting into that. Uh, well, I or, I
1: think I think the biggest I think the biggest one that we should probably start with is uh, the GM Dennis Declosa, the guy who started our hopes and and, and got them back up after um, you know after Pivaynis was fired and and we were sort of in limbo trying to figure out what. Who was going to lead us forward, and uh, we were very excited about Dennis Declosa coming in and shaping things up. And I mean, you know, how how do you feel about now that he's gone? He's uh, moved off to uh, Dutch club Fair Fe- Fairneword, Feyenoord.
0: Feyenoord. Fe-
1: Fe- I don't know. I only know it from FIFA. Um, I know from FIFA. Right. <laughs> uh, how how are you feeling now that that his time with the Galaxy has come to a close? Do you feel like he had a
0: successful
1: tenure?
0: I wouldn't say successful because obviously nothing really major was accomplished. There was no trophy. Um, I think the most significant thing that he did in his time here was pretty much uh, fix and get the Youth Academy back on track. Um, I think that was probably his biggest accomplishment here. Um, You Gotta remember that he did. uh, We'll call it a failure in gbs although at the time we thought it was you know we hit the jackpot right um and then uh greg Vanny uh was the next guy in line he got his man there um i did say that i would have liked to see him stay on at least one more year mm-hmm. uh to see what uh year two of the vani era uh would be like uh with both of them working together um but Truth be told, if, you know, he, he leaves, it's not really something that would have uh, bothered me, or it isn't bothering yeah, me. I'm not broken up about it. Yeah, I'm not. And, uh, you know, and I, I did like Dennis, and I think we all, uh, as you said, we thought, like, hey, this is the first legitimate hire uh, that wasn't part of the, uh, you know, the, the bro club. Um, oh, man. Resurgence. Yeah, so... um. We thought that this was a little bit different, um, and, you know, to be fair, that th- it was, uh, and just, you know, the, the success that we had expected wasn't there. Maybe he didn't have a, a you know, long enough timeline to really do anything. Um, did they make steps, uh, you know, forwards? Yeah, I mean, it's not saying much because of the team that he, you know, that uh, that he inherited at the time, but... Yeah, you you can say that you know there were st- uh, steps taken and in the right direction, but not anywhere near where we would like to be. So um, I don't know if I would call his stay here a success or not. I I, I think it's kind of in between. Not necessarily a big failure, but not necess- you know not not really big on the accomplishments. Like I said, yeah, I think that the, the biggest thing he can really boast about is you know the youth academy and um you know that's it but anything on the field you know again failed to make the playoffs so yeah um it's just yeah that's not that's not something that you want to put on your resume there i I
1: don't want to i don't want to go and say it was a failure either but you know it certainly wasn't a success uh we we haven't had we we had a lot of turnover over the last couple of years and and a lot of that was just you know throwing stuff at the wall see what sticks and that's not something you want in a in a GM, uh, obviously. So um, I don't think it was, you know, like I said, not great, uh, not awful either. So you know, somewhere in the middle. But you know, when you, when you're judged on the scale of the excellence that was the LA Galaxy or the 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 excellence that the Galaxy wants to hold themselves to, then you know, it's, that's not good enough, obviously. Uh, and so now we expect that uh, Greg Vanny is going to be the one making those calls and and being in charge. I don't see them bringing in a GM. Uh, I think it's going to be all Vanny, as it's been uh, speculated. So we'll see. You know, a lot of that stuff rests on his shoulders, and let's see if he can be the next uh, Bruce Arena of of uh, not only the galaxy but of American soccer.
0: Yeah, that's kind of been the speculation that Greg Vanny would. Be the uh, general manager coach of the Galaxy, and obviously there has been no announcement made. Uh, I don't know if they're waiting for some, you know, a certain day. Um, I don't know if they have another GM in mind. Um, And you have to wonder that, you know, did Vanny come to L.A. with the expectation that he would also be general manager uh, at some point? probably thinking that DTK or the galaxy telling them that DTK probably won't be there for uh, a very long time. And so, um, yeah. And again, I, I, kind of, I don't necessarily have a problem with it until I start thinking about, you know, players like Kevin Cabral, who was, you know, Greg Vanny's guy. Uh, that's the only thing that kind of gets me worried, you know, like, this is the guy that Greg Banny wanted. Nobody else scouted him. It was just him. And, and, you know, again, he wasn't horrible, but for the money that is being invested in him with the length of the contract, it's like, I'm not sure if I, if, if I'm going to trust him, uh, you know, for the next DP, which they do have. Uh, but you know, we know that Danny's a builder. We know that he's been successful at it. So, um, I, I guess at this point it's basically, as I said, you just kind of trust the fact that Greg Vanny knows what he's doing and that, you know, if, if this was just a rebuilding year, um, as people try to, you know, oh, it's true. But the, you know, the way no they excuse. try to justify it, there's no it, excuse now. You know,
1: there's 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 right. zero excuse. It's all accountability on on Vanny's part. So uh, he has to make something work, um, and whether that means bringing in a player that can be more of a provider and and shift cabral up to uh be a part a strike partner with uh, chicha instead of you know going out wide or or finding another forward to maybe pick up the slack uh because again you know chicha is only here for
0: next the, year
1: th- for next year uh is is on his contract and uh we know that he's most likely gonna miss minutes because he's not gonna stay healthy the entire season um so that means that we're dependent, reliant solely on Cabral figuring it out. And, you know, I don't know if that's going to be, I don't, I don't know how that's going to look on Greg Vanny in, in year two. But we're going to have to, you know, all we can do is wait and see and see who he brings in, in the off season, See what kind of uh, other kind of scoring threats that they can provide. Because, you know, and, and we'll get to this in a second. we we're, we're, have uh, we've, we've lost our backup forward in Ethan Zubak, homegrown Ethan Zubak to Nashville SC, who will be joining the West next season. So look out for that, uh, Zubak, coming, yeah, coming, that coming Zubat trick. Zubak yeah,
0: that Zubak is coming. Yep. I, I, I'm fully expecting that. That's, um, that sounds about I, I, accurate. I think,
1: I think this is, I mean, you know, we have the, we have the dance. There is going to Houston uh, trade and, and obviously Jonathan Dos Santos departing the club. But I think that Zubac to Nashville trade was kind of the one that shocked me the most um, because one, I I didn't know whether or not any other MLS teams really wanted a guy like Zubac. You know, we're looking for a guy like Zubac, and they they rolled out you know the, a bit of a welcome for him on their social media uh, once once it was announced. And uh, you know, they the interesting part for me was that Nashville also was able to get his homegrown rights, which is a head scratcher. I had no idea that you could trade or sell somebody's homegrown rights. Um, MLS man, I guess so. Yeah. MLS, you know, I, I I guess that's a homegrown allocation money. You know, give me, give me a side of that ham.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah. Uh, Ethan Zubak, uh, was pretty much with the galaxy his his entire career uh, yeah, up until this a point. Kid. So yeah, since like, he was a kid. literally so.
1: since he was a kid. Yeah. Um, and you know he he scored you know a couple of goals a, co- a couple of notable goals for us. Obviously the the goal against L A F C, he uh, you know out uh performed Chicharito in 2020, uh, which is not <laughs> saying much, but yeah, you he know did. It's, it's something of note. Um, so, you know, it's a guy that I I think is going to do, it's going to do good for him to go to a team. Um, although, you know, Nashville was pretty dang good this year. I'm not sure how many minutes he's going to get there. Uh, also considering that they also just picked up Teal Bunbury. So, you know, I I think they pretty much play the same position. So is he going to be able to unseat Teal Bunbury? Uh, I know that Nashville also has their DP forward, so it's gonna be. It might be the same situation for Ethan Zubak in Nashville that it was in the Galaxy, um, minus probably the expectation, which uh, which may which may end up you know bringing him up up in in terms of uh, his ability. So I'm excited. I wish Ethan Zubak the best. Obviously, um, you know, except for when they play against us.
0: And that hat trick is
1: coming. <laughs> the Zubat trick. Uh, Dan Sars Dan Sars going to Houston. The guy who I don't know. I I, I don't know what you would want to call Dan Sars in his tenure with the Galaxy. Um, wishy washy, so so. You know, not not a failure, but not a success either. A lot like DTK. Um, but Dan Serres, I think is a perfectly serviceable center back in MLS. And him going to Houston, sure, that makes sense. I actually thought. I was talking to Dummy Barrios about this the other day. Um, I actually thought, like, hey, you know, what would be a good destination for Dan is Chicago. I think Chicago Fire probably could have used Dan Um, And and up until that point, I had forgotten that Chicago Fire was even in the league. So that was not <laughs> one. That was not one of the the markets that I thought initially. I was like, well, maybe RSL, maybe you know, uh, Cincinnati, maybe some team like that and then no. one of the lower level teams yeah one of the lower level teams and then uh and then as i was talking to her i, I mentioned chicago and i said oh shit i forgot chicago was a team <laughs> so you know he, but either way you, he goes to houston dynamo uh he rejoins joe corona at houston i think uh, i think this is a good move for dancers as well and uh you know this is now i think the last of the uh, GBS backline, right?
0: Or maybe believe,
1: the, the, sorry, the last of the Siggy Schmidt backline.
0: Uh, have may, maybe Siggy because uh, people, by the way, is still under contract. Well,
1: he's yeah, he's not gonna kind of play with us. And also, you have you have Julian Rajo too. So right he came up uh, under GBS. So, uh, yeah. So we'll we'll call it the, the Siggy Schmidt uh memorial yeah.
0: backline. There you go. Uh, yeah. So Dan Steres was a guy who actually um improved under GBS. I think we had said that the only player that actually thrived or improved under GBS was Dan Steres, And yeah, he's, he's a serviceable MLS guy. He wasn't uh, the, the best center back. He was never going to be the best center back and he was going to make his mistakes. But you know, as time went by he, it, the the mistakes uh, weren't as consistent. And if they were, it was kind of more of a product of the entire defense, you know um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, was yeah. a, just a collective, yeah, a, uh, <laughs> a, a collective, uh, bad performance by by the defense. But um, no, uh, he was, I think, at the time, he, longest tenured Galaxy player. Uh, I not think? quite. Uh, that is Sebastian. Uh, uh, aside from yeah, aside from the Sebastian Leggett, and I, I know he's been there uh, for a while. So, but um, yeah, uh, so just, yeah. That's a so, long
1: time. That's
0: uh,
1: that. I did not expect that number to, to get thrown out is a, Sebastian legit. has been around since 2015. Yeah. Um. Should we talk about legit?
0: Let's talk about legit. All right. Sebastian legit is very much expected, uh, also to be traded. And, uh, though nothing official happened on the uh, training day or half the trading day, um, Window will open again on the first of January. It's very much expected that he is gone. um We just don't know the destination, but we highly expect it to be New England. And I think we said that, like even before the rumor started coming out. I think we said that in our last show. Yeah, it was, was talking probably about, the,
1: the the Bruce Arena connection. Yeah, like, you 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 want to go? I would imagine, like honestly, I I would think that Miami would actually be a. a a better no, spot for Legit no to way. go to. Uh, no way. Just because they need they need somebody. They need somebody like Legit that's just gonna make the passes. You know what I mean? Like they don't need any but they don't need like a, a, a star. They need the connective tissue. Especially with um with Iguain retiring. Um, you know, he was sort of the, the, the better Iguain, not uh, not Gonzalo. Um <laughs> well I mean the, I, I, and, the, the, and, you know it's Miami, it's legit, you know, you, you figured. The, the two go hand in hand but I mean yeah uh, going but, to going to New uh, his England his best years
0: yeah his best years were under Bruce Arena He's the one who was yeah. able to get the most out of him uh he was the one who gave him a chance so you know they they, they have a connection there and so um New England falls short uh you know is is you know breaks the well, MLS yeah. uh single uh season point record uh wins the supporter shield uh and as ex- I, I kind of ex- bounced I, in the very
1: first game. I mean, I, I kind of. I, I mean, it, you know, look at the look at the, the break that they had though. Yeah, they had that's 23 a day break.
0: break. This is another uh, topic that we could probably talk about in another episode. But I mean, it, we we gotta talk about the format when it comes to the playoffs because it's. it's but it's it, a it conversation
1: says, like that every year, Lewis with the, yeah. the MLS format, like the MLS playoff format. It's broken every year in a different way. The thing is is that they always try to –
0: well, what I want out of it is – I mean I don't mind – see, the the thing is is that when when they started doing the single game eliminations, they they were basically saying we want the higher seeds to have it easier and to go through, right? So if you only have to win the game at home, it's going to make it significantly more difficult for the road team to go in there and actually steal a victory uh, on the road, right, instead of having the – uh, home and away series where it's like okay well all I got to do is survive one game and win the one at home right so it also makes for more exciting soccer which also played a factor in it but if if you're just gonna do that right if you're just gonna say uh, we want the higher seeds to go through either have less teams in the playoffs or eliminate the playoffs and just award the best team in the regular season the the trophy and make it uh, meaningful because. Um, I think it is a little, I don't want to say unfair, but it's just, uh, maybe it is the bias of the sport. Um, I think the only other sport where I can say that there's a bias when it comes to like the playoffs and the regular season or the connection between the two is baseball where like 162 games, you play 162 games, but it's literally down to one, like there's a wild card game where your, your entire season is dependent on one game. It just doesn't make any sense like whatsoever. So, you know. Other than that, I have no problem with the playoffs in any, in any other sport because of the series that, you know, goes on where it's like, okay, you have, right, that's, you have to be consistently good against this team. And so, again, you can't do that in this sport. But, you know, I've always been a fan of just a single table. Uh, it makes sense, but it's never going to happen. Like I get it, it's it's 100% never gonna happen. But it, it, you you got to be better than in, in your format because if you're simply just catering to the 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 higher seeds, it you're obviously it's that's it's not it. So yeah, um, yeah that's got to be fixed. But either way, uh, back to what we we're saying. I think well, uh, going to New England is probably best for all parties. Obviously, New England has to okay, we got to improve, um, which is again weird to say considering the fact that the season that they had. Uh, Again, a little bit of asterisk because, you know, you're playing mostly the Eastern Conference. Uh, You're not doing as much travel, uh, going back and forth uh, across the country and stuff. But, you know, either way, they're going to have to find ways to improve. And uh, having a national team player there and being reunited with Bruce Arena, where he could probably get the most out of you and figure out how to to use you correctly and whatnot. You know, it'll be good for all parties. Uh, And again, maybe a change of scenery is probably best. For him anyway we know it worked with uh zardis and so you know uh I- i've always liked the jet but you know I-, I said this a few seasons ago I'm like, i think he's given us everything that he can possibly give us there's just his he he hit his ceiling uh with us and there's not much that we can expect more uh you know can't expect more out of him uh but that just wasn't the case people just remembered that legit that they saw you know in those early uh Early years uh with the galaxy and uh i guess people just didn't want to let it go um and so you know wasn't that expensive of a player he wasn't a dp or anything so but well, i mean
1: he just got re-upped and right was making some like eight hundred thousand. so was it
0: was it really that high
1: y- yeah i think so i think it was it was pretty high so then
0: yeah definitely yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's well, it's going to be good to get him. Up. If if he ends up moving, it'll be good to get him off the books. And, and like you said, I think a uh, change of scenery is probably best for him. Um, You know, we, he had, obviously he's the longest tenured uh, galaxy player. And, and for me, I think, you know, we had talked about him throughout the season. And for me, I think that he was kind of underappreciated when it came to, to what he does for the galaxy. Um, He had been utilized in so many different ways under, you know, what four different coaches. Um, yeah. And I think that, because he was sort of a jack of all trades but a master of none is the reason why that he he didn't he was so underappreciated because uh, when he goes in national team obviously his form is much better but again he's probably given more instructions his role is different and he's playing a, alongside better players than he has in his tenure with the Galaxy and I think that you know coaches just weren't able to figure him out because he wasn't particularly you know excellent at any one particular thing or the thing that he was really good at we had a dp in that role so you obviously couldn't uh you know deploy him there because you would unseat the dp and and you know it's mls you don't want to do that uh or you know coaches or mls coaches are reluctant to to do things like that so um you know i i I wish he'd i i think that he was a good part of the club you know you could tell that he loved being here or, or he loves being here and and uh and that he cared about the team obviously i don't think that anybody ever questioned its heart when it came to playing for the galaxy i just think that uh, you know he's he's reached the sort of end of his rope for the galaxy and uh, you know if if he leaves i wish him the best if he stays then i hope that they figure out how to deploy him best
0: I'm pretty sure that he's on his but way I'm, out. I'm if pretty if it's sure not, he's
1: on his way out.
0: Yeah, I'm like 99.9 yeah. percent sure that he's out. It's and it's probably 99 uh, percent is going to go to New England. If not, there's I'm sure a, a good
1: well, there's, of of well, uh, there's also Charlotte. I think they said four teams were looking at, or asking about what his future was. One of them right. was one of them was Charlotte. The other one, I think, I think another one was. Uh,
0: I heard Colorado.
1: Yeah, Colorado, and I think. Dallas,
0: maybe I, th- I don't
1: remember. I don't remember
0: seeing Dallas. But, uh, was obviously, the there when, was you, when
1: one. you got a player, when you got a player that you don't know what to do with, and other teams are asking for him, you sell. You sell that player, right? Sell that because player. he's he's valuable. You know, you're you're gonna get something for him rather than having to give up. You know, homegrown rights to Ethan Zubak. Um, <laughs> so, uh, from going uh, talking about one player uh, who might be on his way out, let's talk about the one player that we all knew had been on his way out and probably has been that way since the beginning of the year and now is officially on on his way out or gone. And that is Jonathan dos Santos. So a guy we wished we were so happy to hear that he wants to retire with the galaxy. Um, is now departing the galaxy and a lot of fans are saying good, goodbye. Um, you know I, I I don't feel that way about Jonathan. i I really liked him as a galaxy player. I think that he uh, he had his moments, obviously injuries and uh, other things you know were sort of getting in the way. But you know, like a lot like some of these other players, they'd sort of reached the the you know the inevitable end of their tenure. and uh, it was time. It was time to move on from Jonathan dos Santos,
0: yeah, love. I mean, when when he first came on, it was basically, uh, obviously, Gio was still there. Uh, the uh, It was a head-scratcher as to why we needed a midfielder. uh The doubling down of the Galaxy on the Dos Santos, uh, you know, the initial Dos Santos trade, where you either double it down, okay, now we're going to get the brother here, um, which was, again, not very um, popular, well-liked, but yeah, popular <laughs> yeah. among the fans. Uh, You know, in that first year and a half, Jonathan pretty much proved the critics wrong, uh, all the haters wrong, all the people who did not want to see him on the team all of a sudden uh, fell in love with him. Uh, He played for the Crest. He still played for the Crest, you know, his entire tenure here. And uh, so, yeah, it is a little sad to see him go, but at the same time, it's... Here is a guy who, again, just... MLS rules, right? DP spots are so valuable, you cannot miss with them. And here was a guy who was making, you know, filled up a DP spot, um, filled up a uh, an international spot, and just really wasn't playing to that level. Whether it was, you know, defensively, whether you feel that DP should be uh, for an offensive player, a productive offensive player, um, I don't care as long as you're, you're, you're worth the money. And, you know, unfortunately only a year and a half of his contract, was he worth the money? And, um, you know, he really tailed off injuries, uh, obviously derailed him. And, you know, I, I know that he played for the crest. I know that he loved playing here. I know that he probably really did mean that he would like to retire in LA. Um, but. You know, the, the final three years of, uh, of said uh, tenure, just it wasn't it. It wasn't it, and it's definitely time to move on. And you know, it's just not part of the rebuilding process. I even think that if he was still somewhat decent, I still think this is like, hey, look, Greg Bannie, probably gonna say, no, nope, not the guy I want. Uh, good player, but just not in the system here. And you know, this is now my team, and I'm gonna bring in my players and. Uh, I honestly don't even think he would stay. Um, it's funny because when, when he leaves, like, the, like the enti- not the entire league, but the people who don't watch the Galaxy as regularly as we do, like, it, it almost seemed like they were shocked that he wasn't going to come back. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people around the league were saying, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, that's a big loss. Oh, that's going to hurt. And you ask any Galaxy fan, they're like, no th- th- this is a good thing. <laughs> you know, this is you know, and the same thing happened with Geo, right? Everyone thought Geo was a superstar. and I'm like, do you watch the games? like do you do you know what what's happening? Uh, so kind of the same thing there, but yeah, not not necessarily happy that he's leaving, but you know, at the same time, it it, it needed to happen, and we need to improve, and we need to, you know, fill that spot that is now available and, and, it's, and it's gotta be a home run like this cannot be a miss this cannot be something where you gamble on this can't be a young project you this can't be a developmental project it has to be a home run 100 percent. because if it's not now you're looking to vanny now there's a lot of accountability there like and so um i'm not sure they're gonna be He's going to be afforded the same type of leniency that you get in year number one, right? And maybe year number two, may be a little bit too harsh. But yeah, if if you're missing with two DP spots and you know you're wasting, I'm assuming the way the contracts have been uh, made under Vanny, you got to figure that's going to be for three years. You've just locked yourself two DP spots for the next. You know, now with Cribal, so in the next three to four years, you're locked for two DP spots, and if they're not hitting it, like, yeah, that's a big mistake. Yeah. And, and and again, once Chicharito's option is not—I don't care if Chicharito wins the—he probably should have won the golden boot had he stayed healthy. He would have won the golden boot. He probably would have broken Zlatan's record, to be honest, if he would have stayed healthy in all 34 games um and it's hard to imagine that I don't know he about that. have I, I don't know I don't dude. know about he, that dude. He look the thing is he was on pace he was feeling it he was on top of MLS world dude. I, I honestly believe he would have done it if he would have stayed healthy wow. um if if he doesn't break it, he would have got really close I, he definitely would have broken Bescadito I, I think it would have got I think he would have gone 25 tops, which is what Bescadito is but no I, I honestly think he had a legitimate shot he was well on pace um but I don't care if he wins the Golden Boot next season. He's not going to get picked up again. Um, he'll be 34, I believe. Um, and again, he's not Greg Vanney's guy. He's He just has to make do with what he got uh, at the time he became coach. And that's not the guy that you know would really be part of his system. So um, would you, I don't care how well if he does. He,
1: if, if he decided to stay and you got him in on TAM, do you keep him?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, one hundred percent. If it's a talent player, it's one hundred percent. the only thing the, the only thing that kind of worries me in that is that you brought in. You brought in Yovelich, right? Uh, at uh, at a time where Chichadila was already injured, you yeah. had no striker, so you had to make do with Ethan Zubak or Cameron Dunbar or whoever it is that you you know played up there at the time, and. And even before the injury, we have known for X amount of seasons that you need a striker. You need another striker, another good caliber striker. So in comes Jovo Lynch, uh, who is, okay, this is the backup, right? But the thing is, is that Chicharito is more effective when there's another striker up top next to him. And we never, or we hardly yeah. ever saw either of them play together. And, we kind of don't understand the reason why we don't know if it's like, Hey, they don't mesh together. We don't know if Greg Bandy just couldn't figure it out. Um, It it could have been a case
1: of being able to get the best players on the field and rather than the best combination on the field.
0: I don't know, but whatever it was, again, that's the only thing that worries me. If you were to bring back Chicharito as a town player you got to figure that okay. Maybe he's like that super sub, where like if you need to score, I mean, it's
1: still Chicharito. I think you still start him, and he still gets a lion's share of the minutes.
0: I, but I want for marketing say that only. You, I mean, if it's if that's the reason again, then you have a problem. If you, if you're doing it as, yeah. as your, your main reason being marketing,
1: but if you're saying, well, Look, but it doesn't well, mean, but it doesn't mean that you can't go out and get you know a, a another. Right, quality but, striker.
0: Right, but but it also doesn't mean that, look, you know, that this guy is going to add another at the time if you were to pick up that option as a as a town player, add another two years to Chicharito. I think you go one year. I, mean, I you know the, the question. No, 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 no. I'm saying that you add two years to his age from now oh, from right, this point. Right, right. You add another two years. It's like, dude, you don't want to give him the lion's share of the minutes because, dude, we're gonna need you down the stretch. We're gonna need you. I just need you for maybe. You know, 20, no more than 30 minutes, depending on our situation, you know, because I need a goal or because, you know, we're down and or, you know, because you're not going to bring him in when we're up. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's not going to happen. I I highly doubt that that would happen. Uh, Like I said, I think he could win the Golden Boot next season and his options still would not be picked up simply because... You know, it's not Greg Manning's guy, and uh, he's one of he wants to bring in his players. And as long as he's there, he has to be starting no matter what. So, um, and again, he's an injury-prone player who's you know on the on the wrong side of uh, you know of three there, right? So, or his you know his age starts with a three. So, um, right. you know, uh, it, it, not part of the rebuild. You know, you don't want to you know resign a player that's you know is on the you know, twilight end of his career. So um, that, that will be the third DP spot uh, that Greg Vanny uh, should, he still be the coach. And I kind of assume that he would be unless I mean, year number two is as bad as GBS is year <laughs> number two, but I imagine that he I will survive. So. Yeah. I don't yeah. think so either. Uh, so he'll be there for year number three. So all three DPs will be under Greg Vanny. So yeah, you 100% need this DP this year to be a home run. And you definitely um, need uh, that third one to be a home run because, and hopefully, and again, like if we're going to give him time, hopefully by that time, Kevin Cabral figured it out, right? Hopefully by that time, Kevin Cabral became that player that Greg Vanny saw. So, um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, uh, uh, a lot of things open up with the departure of JDS. A lot of good things. Uh, hopefully something good uh, becomes of it. So we're going to have to wait and see on that one. And like, I, at least for me personally, again, not really holding my breath here um, for it, simply for the same reasoning as I had last season. It's hard for me to get excited about this team and its signings because of the, you know, the, the history that they've had in the past few seasons. So it's more... Okay, it's a way and see approach. I don't care who it is, unless it's like Messi or Ronaldo. I'm not gonna get excited for anything for anybody they bring in until they can prove that. Oh, you're a okay. You're it. You're the guy, right? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Again, uh, as always, it it's gonna be an interesting off season. It already has been. So.
1: Well, you know, and and now who are they? Who are they, they, they? Who's the the hot and heavy rumor?
0: It's uh, that they
1: uh, are gonna go after with that third p spot.
0: It, so it would be technically, it would be a home run if they were to land him again. It, it appears that Christian Pavon is back on the rumor do, tracker, and it's a legitimate rumor. Do
1: you so, think that's a home run?
0: If again, if you look back at what Pavon did, we said it at the time, and I still agree with this. He was the most talented player in MLS. Sure. He was the most talented player in MLs. So, I know that the Galaxy wanted to keep him. Greg Banning made it very clear that he wanted him on the team. So it may not have been a Vanny guy, but this is a guy that's saying, this is a guy I want on my team because it basically fits that system, right? He loves his wingers. He loves them going at defenses, breaking them down, going forward. That's exactly what Pavon did. And he, you know, he went so much so that he would take on three defenders. Um, So um, he was a central point under GBS, once Laton was gone, and once you figure that out, you know, the Galaxy were 100% neutralized. You gotta figure that the Galaxy have more flexibility in Greg Danny as far as, like, okay, well, we don't have to rely on this one guy in order to move the ball up, right? So, I think Christian Pavone would be a home run here. He was, mm-hmm. I, I think, when you look at
1: Are you 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 concerned at at all with the idea that Pavon has never really stood out, uh, you know, other than playing for GBS and the fact that who's going over to Argentina or who's rumored to be in Argentina going to go
0: make that deal? Are you Are you concerned with that at all? I, I know I know where you're going with this, and I know why you're asking me that question. Um, you asked me at some point this past season if they kept Christian Bubble, if you know he didn't have his legal troubles, um, which by the way, I have no idea what that status is, but I have to assume that it's going. It's still under investigation. It, I mean. Right, but it, it, at the very least, it's kind of like favoring Pavon right now because the Galaxy are once again interested in Pavon. So, um, but you had asked me if they had retained Pavon, obviously Cabral would not be on the team. And you asked me, would this team be better with Pavon in there instead of Cabral? I said, yes. Yes, it would, 100%. It would be a lot better. If you mm-hmm. land them, That's, at that point, that's kind of all that matters. Does he produce in the field? doesn't matter how you land him or whatnot. I mean, I know you're going with that, but if you land him, I can't imagine that he's not productive, and he doesn't help the team, and that this team doesn't improve. Are we MLS Cup contenders after that? Absolutely not. I don't think that that is the missing piece. I think it's one of the pieces. Obviously, he doesn't fix the defense. That seems to be, you know, the biggest Achilles heel (laughs) of, you know, for. You know, even during the good old days, it was obviously still their, you know, their Achilles heel, right? So, um, but I mean, look, I'm not really concerned about that. You just got to get it done. Once he's here, once he's here, um, he's proven that he can play in this league. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to. And under a coach that is more tactical, um, that is more better prepared to to use him in a proper way, uh, and to Not make him the focal point, and if you look at the connection that him and Zlatan had, I can't imagine that he wouldn't have the same connection with Chicharito. I really can't. So maybe I mean they're very different players, you know. They're different. They're different (laughs) players, but their IQs are there. I think that
1: the yeah, I think that Chicha's IQ is obviously high, but the the things that Zlatan was physically able to accomplish, Chicha can't accomplish those things. No,
0: no, 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 no. But but you don't have to, and that was I think that's the point. When you look at the goals that Zlatan was scoring, that were assisted by Pavon, dude, they were basically tap He didn't have to do anything acrobatic. He didn't have to make something out of nothing. He just think, hey, put the ball here. I got, I'll do the rest, That which is exactly what Chicharito, Chicharito is. So look back at those games. Pavon assisting Zlatan mostly were tap or one-on-ones or in a position where, dude, you're going to score 99 times out of 100. So I don't know why it wouldn't be the same with Chicharito, because that's the type of player he is. It's like, dude, just feed me here, and I'll do the rest. So mm-hmm. uh, now you have it. He's not a number 10, but he can play as a number 10, right? It's its not going to be any sort of surprise if you're playing him on the wing, but he ends up, you know, cutting inside and all of a sudden becoming a playmaker. So um, I honestly think that would be a home run if they're able to do it. Um,
1: um, it look, Lewis, I have one giant red flag um when it comes to to christian bubble um and that's the fact that you're saying that he's a home run because the last home run that you called was GBS. so that is my gigantic red flag for Bavon. that's
0: that's fair um <laughs> that, that, that's that's <laughs> 100 fair uh-huh. um i mean to be fair everybody thought it was a home run sure mm-hmm. um but i think the difference here is that we've seen Pavon play We've seen what he's capable of doing. We saw, yeah. We've we seen that he was leagues of. Um, leagues. On, on a, on but a but he's on a different team. level. On a right. bad team. Uh-huh. On a bad team. Granted, yes, on a bad team. So now w- w- with a coach that, again, didn't really know how to use him. And if, you know, he was the central point. And once you neutralize him, the Galaxy had nothing else. Um, that's not necessarily Pavon's fault. right? At least with that first year with Zlatan, everyone kind of went after Zlatan. And it opened up things for Pavon. Once you realize there's no one else on the Galaxy besides Pavon, I just got to stop him. And you stop the Galaxy. Well, once the teams figure that out, that's exactly what happened. So I think this time around, I think they probably would crash on on Pavon, but that leaves space for other players, right? Look, I don't care how much space you're, you know, what you think of him. You give him space. You give him um you're gonna, you know, you're gonna end a up a guy giving like Cabral, a ton of space, right? And... Exactly, and that's well, that's what I was talking about. You're gonna get, give Cabral a ton of space, and the guy again, I know what we, th- you know, we we see his misses. That's what we remember about him, right? And his and his his very uh, you know, nonchalant way of playing, but. The truth nice is, the guy life. had vision. It's yeah. The, the, the guy any, had vision. The, the guy was always in the right spot at the right time. And the thing is, if if you now have two players up top that can do that with a guy that can obviously find you, and, you know, if you focus on that one guy, there's got to be someone else open. And presumably, you're bringing in a cam at some point, right? I mean, Vanny knows that you need a cam somewhere. So whether that's problem or not, I don't know. But you need another guy. You need another Victor Vasquez, but younger.
1: Yeah. So well, if we're um, losing, if we're, well, you know, what level can we afford at that point? Because right. we're gonna lose. We're you know, we're, if we're using our DP spot, it's gonna be on Bavone. yep. So I then, think you
0: can find a temp player.
1: You, you like, he have, doesn't have
0: to be superstar, you just have to be serviceable. You just have to you you just have to do just enough to grab some attention away from some of the other players, and just enough. To 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 find said players. Do you think that's somebody within the league? Off the top of my head, I can't think of that. I can't think of a guy unless you're looking at a what's his face, uh, the the guy who just won the in New England, the guy who won the MVP. Oh, no, Carlos Kiel? Yeah, no, no, you're yeah. Gonna, he's a DB. Yeah, but you're not getting right. You're not getting him. It's the only. It's the only guy that I can possibly think of that would be like fit that mold. But yeah, you're not getting him. So, um. Yeah, so you're, going, so you're
1: going outside the league. You're probably gonna to have to spend D P money on that position if that's what uh, you're doing.
0: Uh, not necessarily well, I mean, I, I know why you're saying that. You're probably right, but or, or you make, other... or, well, is is Ephra that guy? Uh no, Ephra's not that guy. Ephra's not the ten. No, he's got the vision, but no, he's not the ten. Um and that's a lot of expectation to put on that guy. I I, I just don't I don't see Yeah, that but this happening.
1: is the year that those expectations have to come you know, this 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 is a make-or-break year, I think, for him. We said well, that. We said that probably. Yeah, we have said that already. We said, already right? And We, and we honestly, kind of
0: already like said. And we. But honestly, like his that.
1: age, the experience that he has, the the you know the the expectations that he has, I really do feel like this year, this is actually the make-or-break year for Efra. And I don't think he's going to get thirty minutes. <laughs> well. What? Yeah. We'll I mean, but you know, we're 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 losing our two central midfield starters in uh, JDS and Leget. Well
0: do we t- you, well, have s- Rob, s- you, s- you
1: have Rob Losen, but you know, I think that, that those are our our main two guys.
0: See, we're talking about Cam. There was a Cam that was rumored from El Salvador. I don't know how true that is. I don't I know how it, it is. But, you know, I think that would be good for the team. Going back to, uh, especially a Salvadorian player, right? Young yep. Salvadorian kid. If he comes in
1: and he can be effective, yes. And he, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, we won't get into that because I don't know how much, you know, clout that rumor has. So, um, but yeah, obviously, again, uh, even last season, with all the pieces that you brought in, it wasn't a complete team. Still, it still wasn't a uh, um, a finished project. Um, it's a work in progress. Uh, we always knew uh, that this wasn't going to uh, happen overnight. And I know patience is, well, you know, wearing very very thin in Galaxy Land, um, and with good reason. Right? It's been a long time since this team has been competent. So um, Patience is wearing thin, but what what other choice do we have, right? I mean, it, it, it sucks in the position that we're in. You know, we talked about – you were talking about downstairs going to, like, one of those, you know, lower-level teams where it's like, dude, we're one of those lower-level teams. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we're one of those lower-level teams. I know we think ourselves as differently, but, you know, when, when you don't make the playoffs, was it, four out of five years, five out of six years? Like we're one of the lower-level teams, it's, and it's and it's kind of incredible to think about that, right? You're saying, remember when we used to say, like, dude, it's really difficult not to make the playoffs. Everybody makes yep. the playoffs in MLS. I think I think what the Galaxy have done is even more difficult not making the playoffs in that uh, you know run of uh, in that time period. That's just astonishing. I mean, Cincinnati says, hold my beer, but. You know different different story there but yeah
1: well you know
0: i mean do they deserve it's, our patience it's, probably not at this point but what choice do we have? <laughs> so,
1: yeah exactly we have we we literally have no other choice but to sit here and and watch
0: yeah
1: um let's talk about some of the other player decisions that happened um over the last you know since since the last time we talked uh Tomorrow, uh, the MLS schedule will be out. So, um, we'll, we'll have another show talking about the MLS schedule Uh, we'll have plenty of time. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that. Um, but, um, let's talk about some of the, uh, the, the different players that are, you know, change their status in terms of, of the roster. So you have Danny Acosta, who is, uh, eligible for free agency. His uh, option was declined uh, Kai Kareniak, option declined. Goalkeeper Eric Lopez option declined. O'Neal Fisher option declined. He's also eligible as a free agent. Victor Vasquez option was declined. Augie Williams, as we all know, he was uh, he he got sent to what was it San Diego? Is I he with the loyal? So. Is we he's with Landon team, right? Yeah, he, his option so. his option was declined, and we know that. Uh, Ethan Zubak is now with Nashville. So uh, the other players that are out of contract that we haven't already talked about are Sasha Kleshin, who is also uh, free agent eligible, um, but I believe the Galaxy are still in talks with uh, him to bring him back. I would love to see Sasha come back. I think he um, needs
0: to come back.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, at least one more year. I mean, you know, he's coaching. I think. I think it's. I think he's going to come back. Um, Justin Vom is also. Uh, out of contract, I don't know if he's gonna uh, you know come back or not. um, and then the loan that expired in Nico Hamilton and um he's gone. Uh, I don't think the Galaxy are interested in bringing him back at all. so um, you know so so we've we've now looking down that list of players, that's a lot of those transitional players that we thought you know we were gonna take uh, and and bring in is our depth, and uh, so a lot of our depth is also gone now. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how Greg Vanny plans to build out the depth on this roster again. So, we have uh, we have Daniel Aguirre who uh ha- is a supplemental roster slot, so he doesn't count against, uh, I don't believe he counts against a cap. Same with Julian Araujo. Uh, we all know that you know he's probably gonna be gone soon, but is gonna. Uh, require a hefty, hefty transfer fee if the Galaxy want to give him up because he's the best player on the team. Like, hands down, best player on the team. Uh, That's including Chicharito. That's including, uh, you know, anybody else that I think they would even, that would would even come in. Uh, You know, even if Pavone were to come in, I still think that Julian Araujo is rated higher than uh, Christian Pavone at that point. Uh, Obviously, Jonathan Bond. Coming back, Kevin Cabral is, you know, we got him for another four years. Sigakola Bali is uh, under contract. Nick Depew's option was picked up. Uh, Cameron Dunbar stays. Mar- uh, Marcus Furkenis stays. As you said, Luis People gonzalez somehow, still in this roster. He's obviously <laughs> not going to be there. His uh, salary does not count against the cap. He's being loaned to Aluense, so he's gone, you know, consider him gone. <laughs> uh samuel grand sear but it goes
0: uh, but but it's funny because you talk about like some of the blunders uh some of these contracts that that is also a dtk well that's yeah, a DTK that signing. DTK. yep so you know uh you can't really well just kind of you know, be, you may can't may throw that under, under the, the rug
1: signing but he's you know he was in he's the job when that happened uh carlos harvey uh obviously you got chicharito uh, Jovalik, who we talked about, Jonathan Klinsman, who was, was going to be the the number two to to bond or or you know maybe one A or whatever you want to call it, uh, Sebastian Lejet, obviously rumored to be heading out, Jalen Neal, who uh, who you know we didn't get to see much of last year but you know is is considered a top prospect and uh, we hope to, he gets some minutes this year, uh, Jonathan Perez, uh, Ryan Ravalosin. Adam Saldana, Jorge Villafania is uh, still under contract, Derek Williams, and Efrain Alvarez. So um, I, I think for some of these spots, you have a pretty significant drop-off in terms of depth. Uh, you know, you think about, uh, you know, Adam Saldana got some minutes early in the season, and he was okay, and then he fell off a cliff. Um, uh, you know, he is what it is. Uh, Jonathan Perez, very young. Player, you know, not. the I think we saw him in preseason. That was it. Uh, Jalen Neal, again, you know, didn't get very many minutes. He spent a lot of time in G two because he had an injury, and then, uh, you know, by then it was, you know, the 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 log jam that was at center back. Um, uh, Jonathan Klinsman, we saw him. He had an, an incredible game, followed by two really crap games, or followed by a really crap game. Uh, Jovalik we talked about a little bit um harvey in the midfield we didn't really get get to see him all that much for Kennedy for krennis we didn't see dunbar we saw early on but you know then just sort of you know again fell off a cliff uh and then uh and then daniel Gide, who we saw for a couple of minutes this year but you know i don't expect them to get very many minutes in uh, in the next season other than the you know maybe open cup game or a or in the right. preseason, so yeah, you know, our our depth pieces are.
0: I think there's a a, a pretty sharp drop off there. Yeah, and if that's kind of uh, that's kind of an MLS staple, though, right? You know, like the drop off between the 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 top eleven. Not,
1: I mean, yeah. not always, you know, not
0: always. But when you look at when you compare, for example, like the the, the Mex, you know, you gotta, you the, they're, build they're Mexican. You do. But when you look at like the Mexican counterparts and when you play them in Champions League and you're saying, look, the 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 starting eleven, MLS will probably have an edge on the starting eleven. It's the players twelve through eighteen yeah. that well, make you know, a big that, that's those, kind of like that's the difference maker right there.
1: With with those yeah, with those kind of numbers, I think the you know, the the bench, you know, players twelve through eighteen could probably uh you know start on most mls teams
0: right exactly and i think that's a problem like right that, that, that right there, right, there,
1: but i'm just talking in terms of mls competition yeah
0: but you know, there, there is a, a drop-off but that's what i said that's a staple of mls isn't it sure so I'm not sure where my original statement was wrong all right <laughs> uh, what else do we got um
1: i mean you know there's there's other stuff floating around um Obviously, you know, like I said, we're gonna have the 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 schedule come out tomorrow, uh, as of this recording, and and we'll have plenty of time to talk about that because the season starts at the end of February. It's I mean, it's gonna come fast. It's gonna be the holidays, and then January, boom, everybody's back, uh, you know, and and then that's when the rumors are really gonna start to fly. So we'll see sort of how the all that goes. I'm sure at some point, uh, you know, we didn't do a, a proper, you know, like postmortem show. I don't know if we will. Uh, you know, we had our player grades, and then we had today talking sort of about some of the
0: gonna, and what. <laughs> I better. was, I was gonna say we had a whole like we even said that was our Godfather episode. The last yeah, episode yeah, we did. Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's uh, there's there's a lot of stuff to happen. I mean, you know, there's there's the the I'm sure there's gonna be a new kit launch. There's gonna be all this fanfare. Um, but as we head into the holiday seasons, uh, you know there's it's going to go dark for a little while. So uh, we'll have another show. We'll talk about uh, the, the the roster or sorry, not the roster, the schedule and any other wacky stuff that might be coming along. You know, we, we're, again, we're expecting to hear about uh, Sebastian Le- legit very soon. Um, and then we'll see how it goes. Sure.
0: So, um I think that does it for us here. Uh, glad to be back at least momentarily. And uh, we'll be back probably next week talk about the schedule and uh, whatever else uh, pops up as far as rumors and uh all the fun stuff that comes with the off season so uh thank you guys for listening uh we appreciate it and uh, this is david signing off good night everybody and we'll see you next week bye thank you for listening to la is our house Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.